Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. Uh, there's no doubt that uh, many Catholics watching carefully some of the uh, statements that have been made by high church leaders uh, in recent times are dismayed. Uh, we had um, Cardinal Ulrich uh, from Luxembourg make the statement uh, that the church's teaching on homosexuality is false. Um, He's also a significant figure. Uh, He's been chosen by Pope Francis to be the Relator General at the Synod on Synodality coming up next year. Uh, And, you know, it's important for us to, look, being preoccupied with church politics or institutional problems is not the same as growing in holiness, okay? But as adults— we have to take seriously the institutional dimension of the church. So we want to know exactly how we're supposed to relate to church leaders that are um, that cause dismay like this. With me right now is Dr. Ralph Martin. He's president of Renewal Ministries. He directs the Graduate Theology Program and the New Evangelization at Sacred Heart Seminary in Detroit and was named by uh, Pope Benedict as a consultant to the Pontifical Council for the New Evangelization. He's authored many books, including most recently, A Church in Crisis, Pathways Forward. He's also uh, published Will Many Be Saved? What Vatican II Actually Teaches and Its Implications for the New Evangelization. Good to see you. Good to see you, Al. Uh, It's good to be here with you personally in the studio. And uh, I'll tell you what, we never run out of things to talk about. (laughs) Never, never. (laughs) Uh, Salvation history keeps happening. That's right. (laughs) We keep we keep moving along, and you know the more these things dis, uh, I I find that the more these things baffle me, the more I actually relate to those many passages in the Old Testament in particular, where you can't quite figure out why people don't uh, follow the Lord as they should. Uh, there's a whole strata of leadership that's making them think it's insignificant. Yeah. So let's let's talk about you have a by the way uh I didn't mention this earlier but you've uh you have a a, a blog or a video blog that you do is it weekly? Uh every other week I, other I week. do one one week Peter Herbeck Peter does, does the other week okay. so between us we're we're always doing yeah. one yeah. Well you've just didn't you've just done one on some of the statements made you let you lead off with uh, Cardinal Hollerick's statement uh he's from Luxembourg who said that homosexual homosexual the church's teaching homosexuality is False. Yeah. <laughs> you, you said you never thought, you've seen a lot, but you never thought you'd see a, a leader of that stature in the Catholic Church make a statement like that. You, you know, Al, I have seen a lot. You know, yeah. I've seen a lot over a whole number of years that I honestly never thought I would see such a highly placed uh, leader of the church with the confidence of Pope Francis outright deny the truthfulness of 2,000 years of, of Catholic teaching uh, and, and the clear teaching of the Scripture. So, And a lot of people began to contact me saying, help, what's going on? So yeah. I felt like I needed to do we – do, we do a weekly uh, YouTube thing, so people can go to RenewalMinistries.net and yeah. go to our YouTube channel and, and see it. But uh, yeah, I just felt like I had to address it. But you, you mentioned about church politics not being the same as growing in holiness, but in order to grow in holiness, we have to in, respond to church politics in a godly way. That's right. A very good point. Yes. Yeah. So, so you can't, you can't, you can't not encounter some of this stuff. Now, right. people who are 
more in touch with what's happening. We'll encounter more of it. But somehow I'm concerned about the response that people make to these things yeah. as well as you know, ad- addressing it in an appropriate way. So I, I just pray. I ask the Holy Spirit, help me to address this in, in the proper spirit. I, I don't want to fall into unrighteous anger. I don't want to fall into uh, false judgment or rash judgment. Uh, I just want to deal with what's out there publicly that people are saying. Yeah. I, I want to recognize that there could be other explanations for some of it, not all of yeah. it, you know, yeah. Yeah. and that type of thing. And and I want to encourage people not to be discouraged because this is clearly all happening under the providential hand of God. Right. Now, right. It, it's 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 true. I mean, God is permitting pretty remarkably awful things to happen because he's got a plan to bring good out of it. Yeah. And and I, I'll take a stab at saying what good I think he's bringing out of sure. it. Sure. No, that's there. good. Yeah. Let's yeah. do that. And, and you mentioned something in your talk, too, that uh, people – it's helpful, I think, for – give people language yeah. for naming the yeah. – what, what do you think this is? Uh, right. uh, what could it possibly be? And not, not minimal, minimizing anything, right. but we, we want to deal with the, what the facts are. Right. Uh, but you want to be able to name it because when you can name it, it yeah. gives you a little more control over it. A- absolutely. And, and I, I hear people t- telling me that. They say, once – you helped me identify it. Yeah. And once I could name it and had language to describe what this unease was in my soul, yeah. I felt free. I felt like I had control of it. I yeah. had a way of dealing with yeah. it. So that, that's really true, you know. So uh, what, what good could possibly could be coming out of this? Well, one thing is that I think it's quite surprising and shocking how much junk was still under the surface in the Catholic <laughs> Church. I mean, yeah. you, know, I, you know, I don't consider myself particularly naive about these things, but I did think that John Paul II and Pope Benedict had pretty much cleaned things up and that the current crop of church leaders were pretty much in a good place. And it's been quite shocking over the last six or seven years to see really key leaders coming out as you call them modernists, really, you know, that type of thing. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and so that's pretty shocking. So one good that could come out of this is that the sickness under the surface that's probably contributed to other sicknesses like the clergy sex abuse right. candle and the, uh, covering that up and all that kind of stuff and the homosexual network, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, it's all mm-hmm. coming out. Right. And I think it's coming out so people can identify it and make a decision themselves, who they're going to follow, what are they going to believe, who are they yeah. going to trust. Yeah. So Catholics now, I think, are going to have to make a decision. Am I going in that direction which is clearly departing from the faith, yeah. or am I going to recommit myself, as painful as it may be, yeah. to pick up my cross every day and follow on Jesus? So I think another good that could be coming out of this is the Lord wants to purify the church, yeah. and he wants, to, he wants to bring together what I unfortunately think is going to be a remnant. You know, in, in terms of the, the vast billion you know, Catholics, I, I think it's going to be a remnant that yeah. really— choose Jesus and his entire teaching and the entire teaching of the Catholic Church and commit themselves to living it, you know, with the help of God's grace. I, I agree. Uh, one thing that uh, Cardinal Hollerich said when he claimed that the Church's teaching on homosexuality is false, he said something to the effect, and you may have it more precise, uh, more precisely than I do, that uh, the social scientific foundation upon which the doctrine is based is false or wrong. And 
I, I looked at that, and immediately I said to myself, well, the church is always interested in the social scientific issues and trying to integrate faith with reason and evidence. But the, the teaching on the immorality of same-sex acts is not based on social science or psychology or any, any of those fields. It's based on natural law. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 the explicit revelation of sacred scripture. Both, both. The I mean, you know, word of God. Yeah, you can you can reason to the disorder of homosexual sex, but also it's explicitly ruled out by apostolic teaching by yeah. the inspired inerrant word of God. You yeah. know, yeah. And there's been no debate about it for two thousand years. Right. You know, nobody disagreed that this is the correct way of understanding right. the teaching of Jesus and the apostles. So, but what, what he said was, he said, you know, you know, we need to catch up with the sociology and the science science of it all. And these days, Al, you know how invoking science has become a very politicized thing. <laughs> sure has. Like, like, I feel like saying, show me the science. Show me the science. <laughs> show me, show the, me science. the scientist. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Show me the science. And, and, and he said, you know, the church has always, you know, kind of adapted to stay in touch with culture, but now things are changing so fast, we better hurry up and adapt. So, so, <laughs> so if, I'm in the, if I'm in the world and I hear the cardinal say that, I, I'm saying to myself, oh, so the church needs to catch up with us. And so why would I want to be part of a church that's always in a cultural lag? I mean, I told a friend of mine, I said, you know, when I was 17, I had uh, some homosexual friends, uh, you know, and you know, my attitude then was, well, you know, not, not, I'm not into that. But I mean, if, yeah. if that's what you want to do, I guess that's fine. Yeah. Why would I want to be part of a church that finally caught up with my opinions when I was 17 years old? And that's the pathetic thing that's happening. The church, the world isn't saying, "Oh, this makes me want to be a Catholic." The world is saying, "Oh, those those retrograde, backward people are finally catching up with us." Just like we've always thought. Yeah, yeah, like they're 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 get finally getting on the right side of history. <laughs> you know, and and honestly, this has been a temptation of God's people all along. Al, you know, yep. you know, I, I think we were talking about this before the program began, but. Accommodating with the culture. Yeah. I mean, whenever God's people drifted away from zealous fidelity to the one true God and his word and got involved with the customs of the nations around yeah. them, yeah. the Lord was not pleased with that. That's right. And bad things began to happen to his people because they were departing from God's ways. And And there's another thing going on here, too. This is what the mainline Protestant denominations tried to do, and it's been a disaster. It has been, you know. So I mean, I mean, how stupid are we? I know. I, I don't. And, and you would think they would know that. It's, yeah. it's not as though this was done in a corner somewhere. Right. We've watched the the, yeah. the, the diminishing yeah. of mainline Protestantism, which was huge in the United States right up until the 1950s and into yeah. the 60s. Yeah. And since then, it's been downhill because yeah. of their accommodation to the culture. Yeah. Well, right now here in Ann Arbor, you drive down Euron Street and turn right on State Street. You drive past First Baptist with the LGBTQ flag hanging out. You drive past First Methodist with the LGBTQ flag hanging out. It's pathetic. Yeah. It's like, come on, we're not going to challenge you. We're not going to tell you to repent. We're going to affirm you in your immorality. We're right. that kind of church, and it's, it's just so pathetic. It is. It is. But 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 you know you know what? When people, I, you know, somebody asked me, how did this ever happen? I, I think it's 
I think it's bad German scripture scholarship. Yeah. I think it's people kind of no longer having trust in the revealed word of God. I think it's generations of the hermeneutic of suspicion. You know, how do we know this is really from the apostles? How do we know they're not, you know, fabricating it? Uh, you know, just, I mean, yeah. you know, just, I mean, it's, I mean, once you lose your confidence in the revealed Word of God, anything goes. You know, you can make up your own religion. That's what people do. Make up your own Jesus. Yeah. You know, and there, there, are, there are many Jesuses out there. Yeah. St. Paul says so, in fact, yeah. but there's only one real Jesus. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And you can't know the real Jesus if you separate him from his word, what he says about himself, what he says about the path of salvation. Well, if they're out, we'll come right back. Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. With me, Dr. Ralph Martin, President of Renewal Ministries. And before we go any further, Ralph, let's talk about some events that are coming up. You've sure. got the Lift Jesus Higher Rally uh, that's coming uh, up uh, soon. And tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, it's the first weekend in March. And normally we have this tremendous rally in Canada in the Toronto Convention Center. We have four or 5,000 people. Yeah. And the last couple of years, we haven't been able to go there because of COVID lockdown. Yeah, right. Really right. hard to get across the border, you know. So once again, we're going to have to do it here in Ann Arbor, uh, but we're able to bring in people from Canada right now who are really key leaders in Canada, Father Simon Lobo from Companions of the Cross mm-hmm. and Heather Keem and other people. Yeah. So it's going to be here in Ann Arbor. It's going to be at the Marriott Hotel in Ypsilanti, yep. you know, and it's going to go from Friday night all day Saturday. I think it's March 4th and 5th. I don't know if, that, if that's the date of the first weekend in March. Yeah. But okay, first weekend So people March. could go to our, our website, renewalministries.net, and uh, register for it. Yep. And they, it's going to be live, live stream, too, for folks who can't get here. But we're also going to do it live in person for those who can get yeah. here. Yep. Yeah, very good. And uh, we'll have that listed, too, at the uh, Ave Maria website in the uh, slider there in the upper left corner. And you're also uh, teaching a course uh, on uh, a church in crisis. Tell me about that. Yeah, well, this, I, I'm so pleased, Al, because the seminary's really supporting me yeah. in in this mission, which is you know a fairly sensitive thing to talk about these things. I, you it, know, uh, it, it, uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, it is it's a tough book. I mean, it's a good book, but it's yeah. a tough book, and so that I think is bears witness to their confidence in you uh, in your capacity to discern properly. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, you know, it's really encouraging to have my own seminary, my own diocese sort of support me in, in what I'm doing. And so th- we were doing an online course that's free for anybody. And it starts uh, February 27th, goes to April 8th. But uh, there's six sessions, I believe, and um, there's no exams, there's no cost. Uh, there's a lecture that I give each week for uh, maybe 20, 25 minutes. And then there's a 10-minute Lexio Divino nice. where people can actually meditate on some theme from the lecture. And then there's a self-administered quiz, which nobody ever needs to know how many you got right or wrong. Yeah. But it's a way of you saying, did I pay attention? Did I get the main points? That yeah. type of thing. Yeah. So people could just go to the seminary website, shms.edu. Stands for Sacred Heart Major Seminary. Edu, and right there on homepage to pop up. Uh, there's a pop up thing that pops up, and you <laughs> could just click on it and register, and it's totally free. And I think it'd be a good way to uh, get into some of these issues without having to make a commitment of, you know, showing up at a particular time. Even though it starts on April, February 27th and goes to April 8th, you can kind of 
access at any time. Great. And again, we'll have links uh, at our site in the slider there in the upper left corner of our homepage. Uh, you went, before the break, you mentioned the uh, problems that are, go back to German uh, higher criticism of the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And th- it is impo- I think it's important for people to know there's an intellectual history uh, to what we're seeing now. Yeah. This didn't come out of the blue. Yeah. Back in 1976, uh, John O'Neill, uh, he was, uh, I think, a redemptorist priest at the time who ended up leaving, was openly uh, homosexual. Uh, and he said at the time, said 1976, his book Church and the Homosexual came out, and he said the church is going to have to change its teaching. Mm. So it, this didn't just come out of the blue. It's been percolating under there. Yeah. I was like you. I thought that John Paul II, Benedict XVI, had kind of done the course correction. Yeah. And now, hey, it's a great future. You know, mm-hmm. now we get to do the the uh, the new springtime. Um, yeah. And it turned out not to be the case. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I think two things happened. One is that the sickness under the surface was there. The the cancer hadn't really been eliminated, right. Right. and it was spreading under the surface. I think what it is basically. The only re- way Cardinal Hollerick or Cardinal Marx uh, could say what they're saying these days is if they don't believe the Word of God. I, I think it just comes down to that. They don't believe what sacred scripture yeah. says, yeah. and yeah. they don't believe what Vatican II says That's about right. how the tradition receives sacred scripture. Yeah. I, I say this all the time when I talk about this, but Section 11 of the Constitution on Sacred Revelation says everything asserted by the sacred authors should be considered to be asserted by the Holy Spirit, God speaking to us. That is right. And to teach firmly, faithfully, and without error yeah. those truths God wished to consign to the sacred writings for the sake of our salvation. So it's there for our salvation. Yeah. How merciful God is that he's made clear the path to salvation. Yeah. How merciful God is that he's made clear the purpose of human sexuality. How merciful God is by making us available eternal life, but also telling us that if you reject the offer of eternal life, it's going to be eternal death. It's going to right. be the second death. It's going to be the lake of fire. Right. So I'm just so concerned that people don't believe the Word of God, Al. I think this is the only way of explaining the, the insane, dark, spiritually dark things that are, that are happening right now in the church. If, if um, uh, you, you know, I've been aware of this debate for a long time, and it is absolutely uh, – if it wasn't so tragic, it would be hilarious – to see the lengths to which some of these um, pro-gay uh, 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 spiritual leaders go to try to dismiss the biblical passages. Right. I mean, Romans chapter 1, 18 to 32, I mean, I'll tell you, th- that is about as, as clear <clears throat> and obvious, and St. Paul ties it into the fact that by n- being unwilling to give thanks to God and acknowledge him as God and recognizing his design of the cosmos and you know the moral conscience that when we suppress the truth of god okay bad things happen and you end up darkness. getting darkness comes onto your conscience onto your intellect and you end up doing the unnatural thing yeah. because the natural thing is to give thanks to god right but when you won't do that and you suppress the truth of god and unrighteousness you end up flipping the moral universe on its head, and yeah. you have men lying with men and women with women, yeah. and that's that's the that's a long conse- a long logic uh, yeah. 
that he explains there. Yeah, and and it's not only in Romans one, but First uh, Corinthians six. six. <laughs> Those who do these things will not enter the kingdom of God. Galatians five, Ephesians five, Revelations twenty one. I yep. mean, uh, Jesus in Matthew five. I mean, I mean, you've heard it said, "Don't commit adultery." I say to you, don't don't welcome lust into your heart. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's he's about it in you know. A healing of the soul as well as external obedience yes, and, and, of course, and yeah. that type of thing. So it's just sort of like, uh, I mean, I, I have to say that it's almost like there's a a chasm opening up between Bible-believing Catholics and yeah, unbelieving and Catholics. And we, we should get ready to be called fundamentalists, too. That's one of the, again, cliches that they yeah. throw at those of us who— really do believe that we have a word from God. Right. Yeah. That's been safeguarded by the tradition and that we we find so far at least faithfully articulated for today in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Although the the Synodal Assembly in Germany just voted to ask for changes in a whole bunch of different areas of the catechism concerning marriage, family life, and sexuality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so so they're starting to nibble around the edges of the catechism. We've got to keep our eyes open that. But right now, the catechism is a reliable guide. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And whatever these – it's going to be interesting to see what, how they process this inf- – I'm not even sure how you decide who gets to be part of these synods, right? I mean – who who gets who gets to be the voice yeah. that gets heard? Well, George Weigel wrote a good article about the synods on the family. He said they're totally manipulated. Yeah, that people are invited to be there whom they want there who will vote. The document George says is probably written up beforehand. Yeah. There's a preordained conclusion, which is a little scary when it comes down to the synod on synodality. It, uh, now, right. in the diocese of Lansing. They're doing the the synodal process, but it's it's focused. It's clear. It's yeah. like uh, let's really go out there and find out what people who have left the Catholic Church think. Exactly. Yeah. You know, what what the, what what what? Why did they leave the church? Or why aren't you a Catholic? Yes. And let's understand better where people are, so we can better articulate to them the the good news of salvation. Right. This synodal process. Who knows what the focus is? Right. Let's hear from everybody. What are yeah. we doing? Are we trying to re? reorder, you know, the teaching of the church, or what? what's the purpose, you know? And the guy leading it is the guy who just said he doesn't believe what the Catholic Church teaches about homosexuality. So, yeah, some some warning flags have been right. raised. Be, be aware of uh, right. what we're going, we're going to be going through some, looks like we're going to go through turbulent waters here. Yeah, yeah. You also mentioned in the, the talk uh, at the Renewal Ministries website that um, we're also facing uh, pressure to ignore the scriptures and the historic teaching of the church on the, um, well, the destiny of the uh, reprobate, those who uh, eventually end up rejecting God and their eternal destiny in hell. Would it be helpful for you to tell the story of uh, you were at a conference delivering a talk on this topic? Mm-hmm. On will many be saved? Yeah, and it was with some pretty high level theologians, right? Yeah, and you were kind of the odd guy out there. I, I, I was, and what happened was some grad students at Louvain University at the theology faculty 
encourage their professor, who is one of the leaders of this conference at Georgetown University, celebrating 50 years of Vatican II, to invite me because they had read the book, Will Many Be Saved? I'm not sure their professor knew what my position <laughs> was. But nevertheless, yeah, it was like uh, Cardinal Casper was the main speaker uh, who kind of opened up that little loophole to uh, maybe people who are divorced and remarried without receiving an alma could receive the sacraments, right, you, know, right. you know, all that kind of thing. And uh, uh, Father Charles Curran was there, you know, who led a dissent against Humanae Vitae. Yeah, and uh, lost his license to teach. Yeah, Roger yeah. Haidt was there. Oh, who, yeah. You know, talked about maybe many ways to God, you right, know, whatever right. type of thing. So, so anyway, I, I – explicated with scripture, tradition, and Vatican II teaches that it's possible for people to be saved without hearing the gospel, but it's very difficult. And uh, the world of flesh and the devil are very real, and there really is the heaven, there really is the hell. And to to be culpably ignorant of the gospel is, is to be in a very dangerous place. To not to be seriously seeking God is to be in a very serious place, and not to be living according to the light of your conscience. This is from Lumen Gentium, chapter 16. And it says, even though it's possible under certain pretty strict conditions for somebody to say yes to a light they receive from God, sure. even though they don't know it's Jesus, it says very often this doesn't happen. Right. Very right. often... They exchange the truth of God for a lie. They worship the creature rather than the creator, or they give in to ultimate despair. So, therefore, it's really urgent that we preach the gospel because their salvation's at stake. Yes. So, it's it's it's. I didn't think it was controversial, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> People are not only rejecting Scripture, but now they're rejecting Vatican too, too from right. both directions. Yeah, you know, they're rejecting it from. You know the the, tr- the ultra traditionalist side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. the liberals have kind of right from day one. Karl Rahner and Hans Kung went on lecture tours around the world, saying Vatican II is a good start, but let's keep going. You know, <laughs> right. you know, That's we need right. Vatican III. We, That's right. You know, let, let's let, you know, like it was a good start, but so much more needs to change, and right. that just introduced the whole spirit of. What else can we change? And then, of course, it coincided with the cultural explosion, question authority, and the yep. student uprisings. Yep. And so, yep. you know, just a witch's brew kind of really kind of all came together there at one time. We're still suffering from it, apparently. And we and and by the way, it, we should also point out some many people don't know that there is like it's like Ralph pointed out a long history to these things. Um, I mean, at the time of uh, 1968 and uh, the promulgation of Humanae Vitae by Pope Paul VI, it's my understanding that the Canadian bishops themselves uh, didn't accept it. Yeah, well, they they didn't do it in such blunt a way yeah, as, as, right. as Cardinal Coleric right. just did, right. but they, they kind of put in little kind of, well, you know, individual conscience, of course, yeah. reign supreme, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Ralph, how do people stay in touch with you? Uh, go to renewalministries.net. Uh, or just put it in your search box, uh, Renewal Ministries YouTube channel, and they can they can see the video that I did a couple of days ago on this. Very good. Uh, whatever. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Ralph.